0: Hey, Tony. So um, I'm really excited to talk about Scroll Back Saturday. Yeah, it's something that we've talked about it for a while about revisiting some of our favorite podcasts and guests. Yeah, and um, it's it's just a great opportunity to, uh, again, to revisit
1: those guests as well as on um, some of our favorite topics that we've done.
0: Yeah, so a lot of times people just get caught up with the current episodes. This way they get a chance to listen to uh, some of our favorites. <laughs> some 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 pre-me and you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> <I guess. laughs> they'll, they'll see how horrible we are and how... Exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't judge us on Saturdays. How we're not
0: as bad, but still bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, so silly.
1: All right, man. So, so listen, it's Scroll Back Saturday and uh, I, we hope you enjoy this
2: episode.
1: Hey hey! Welcome to your day off. My name is Corey. Of course, I sit next to my bud Tone. What's up, Tone? What's up, homie? This
0: is a uh, this is a day that I think I've been waiting for for a while.
1: Well, right? It's it's day two of premiere. Yep. It's day two of premiere, and yeah. we uh, we had some great uh, great
0: interviews yesterday. But uh, I'm super excited about it right now.
1: Yeah, I mean the energy in the room
3: yeah. already through these the room guys soon. are
0: are you know they they have this cult following now. They're amazing. They're just blowing up and. Uh, uh, they're awesome guys, man. Well, I,
1: I, I'll tell you, you know, it's very, very easy to see, like if, you, if you're on Instagram, um, how like barbering has kind of exploded over. I mean, like the last 12 months has really been a huge impact um, for, uh, on Instagram, you know, and you see so many barbering techniques. But, you know, I guess it was three years ago or so um, on YouTube, I watched a video of, of these guys and, and I was like, holy shit, like barbering's back, Right. Yeah, and, and and these guys just did it right. I mean, it was pretty awesome. Yeah, and, yeah. I'm,
0: and I remember seeing these guys, uh, you know, about 18 months ago uh, at a club down in D.C. Uh, when they did a, a show. And yeah, yeah, when we were just we blown away. away. Yeah, yeah that's,
1: that's pretty cool. You know what the best part about that was? <laughs> uh, well, let's introduce them. Let's let's talk about them before we introduce them. So um, t- today we are very very proud to have the scumbags from Rotterdam, right? Who uh, who own the uh, the Ruzel company? But so Rob, one of the scumbags, probably the biggest scumbag out of both of them, wouldn't you say? Hello. Go with that. <laughs> We'll see. But uh, he comes on stage and he's like, he's like, if you guys came to see a hair
2: show, this is the worst hair show you're I, ever going to see. Sorry, sorry. But <laughs> I am the gasoline. D and he is the V. So
4: yeah. <laughs> and and the V bigger? is always covered, in D, right
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think
2: we're in. I'm sorry, listeners, <like> already. But <laughs> <laughs> everything that you hear, it's Corey's fault. It's Corey's fault. It's <laughs> so you know. Corey's fault. Ask, it's ask his wife. Just ask his wife. Just ask his wife.
0: I guess with no further ado, you can ask the rest of us, too.
4: Yeah, well, you. <laughs> you know we don't want to give Gloria a Tony, hard time. It's
0: never your fault. Because and Gloria, Gloria never. <laughs>
4: giving himself a hard time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> his his wife <laughs> agrees <laughs> exactly.
4: <laughs> well,
1: with no further ado, I guess we can bring in Lane and Rob from the scum. Well, they again the scumbags.
4: Haarsnijder and Barbier in Rotterdam in Nederland. So. In English
1: sure, yeah, let's yeah, right. come back. <laughs> I know, I know it's horrible. Welcome
4: thank
2: to the show, guys. Yeah, welcome all the way thank from you. Holland, right? Thank, thank you for having
4: us. Thank you for uh, having us, Tony.
0: We've Tony, been big. Thank fan. you for having us, Corey. Not so much,
2: right. not so much. <laughs> Tony. <laughs> thank you. For
0: having I was afraid Corey was going to mess this up.
4: <laughs> I know. Maybe we should just get rid of it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> out. Where, where, where is your wife? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I'm sure she's on Instagram right she's now. She's yelling yeah. at us.
4: (laughs) 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 (laughs)
0: I think she's at at my my house complaining (laughs) to my wife.
4: You know, Corey? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's get things started.
0: Should we get started? What (laughs) do you want to know?
4: First of all, (laughs) where are you guys from? We are from Rotterdam, a working class town in the Netherlands, Europe.
2: And you have to understand that all of the Netherlands, if you go from the south to the east.
4: Is it the east? No, the
2: north. The north. That takes you on a bad day, three and a half hours. So that's the whole country. So that's grocery shopping for you guys.
4: Right? <laughs> and in that three and a half hours, you will hear about 35 languages. Really? Because really? we got all these dialects. It's a weird little country, man. Free drugs, blah blah blah. <laughs> and uh, well, th- no, actually, That's not free. <laughs> <is> legal. <laughs> legal, legal. <laughs> we are working on free. We are
0: working on free, guys. Right?
4: <laughs> tax dollars. Well yeah,
0: just, uh, adopt the American tax oh, system. <laughs> all walk on wooden shoes. And
2: yeah,
3: <laughs> and
4: we eat tulips for breakfast. We <laughs> eat them.
2: Yeah, And every sizes, every color, doesn't matter.
1: Is there a difference between Holland and the Netherlands, or?
4: No, no, uh, Holland yeah. and the Netherlands are pretty much the same. Well, if you want to get really precise, Holland is it's the west of, yeah. yeah, it's the west part of the Netherlands, but mm. uh, we don't really think like that. For us, it's pretty much the same. It's, it's all the it's same. It's so small. It's like it, the country is what what Lane said. The furthest you can drive is from on a bad day. On that's a bad the traffic, day, three and a half hours from <sighs> north to south. And w- I don't even know what it is from east to west. It's even shorter. And yeah, we got like 18 hours, million yeah. uh, people living there. Oh wow! Rotterdam is the um, the second biggest um, a city in the in the country. Mm-hmm. And, and seven hundred thousand uh, people there. So. That's the second biggest. Oh, in Rotterdam. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, that's so cool. so it's small, but you know we're big in our way, and so uh, you know we've always been uh, a country of travelers. Uh, <laughs> <prevalence. laughs> <laughs> that, that's another word. man. I mean, you got to work in that. That's, hung. <laughs> that's
3: talking
4: funny. about horses.
2: These <laughs> are my little pony. <laughs>
4: That's just because of my tail, motherfucker. (laughs) Come on. Everybody loves uh, a unicorn hair nowadays. Don't screw with me.
0: So how did you guys meet?
4: Ah... Because, because because, of a woman. It was a rainy day. Stormy, cloudy. <laughs> <laughs> was there was love in the and, air. And,
2: and <laughs> it was March, bound to happen. March 1995.
4: I think they actually want to know. I had a... Um,
2: well, it was a rainy day in March
4: 1995. <laughs> Damn, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> it was your low voice, man. So Barry White. Barry White, I know. <laughs> I was working in a salon way up north, and I met this girl. All my stories somehow (sighs) begin and end with a girl. Don't ask me why. (laughs) But um, I fell in love with this girl, and uh, she moved to the south, all the way to the south. Three and a half hours away from. The so That's a long drive. All, <laughs> the way. all the way. And I was, I was, I was pretty young. I was like what? Uh, you were a fifteen. I was uh,
2: fifteen or sixteen. Yes, yeah, something. So like I that. must have
4: been uh, 17? seventeen. Seventeen, because I'm the older and the wiser one. And um, everybody uh, knows that. And so she wanted to go to school there, and I was so in love that I was so dumb to say, you know what? I'll follow you and I go there. He's a and totally
2: different person uh, today, <laughs> but, so that you know.
4: And So I needed a job. So I was looking through town to find a salon where they might hire me, and I walked into this little shop, and there was this guy. He was thin as a nail, he was, and, and he had hair in a braid halfway down his back. It was, it was dyed black, and he had a beard. It would scare the shit out of everybody. It was like he pulled out every hair with tweezers. It was like it was painted onto his face. And he was putting bottles of shampoo on a shelf. And I thought, I don't know if I want to work here. <laughs> but we got to talk, and... I think I stayed there for about five hours and we laughed our asses off. It was like, I got to be honest, it was love at first sight, man. We, we, we walked in and it was just... I didn't want to leave and, and they didn't need anybody to work there because they just opened their shop. But they suggested to contact the... Um, how, how the head
2: office. The head
4: office, because it was a, it was a, chain. Like a chain. Yeah. Okay, so right. uh, I ended up in the same company, and then we started meeting again, uh, each other, at hair shows, and blah blah, and a friendship was born, and that is about thirty years ago. 28 years ago? 1995. 1995. Yeah, I'm not that so that's 20, Then it's 23 years ago. So it's really weird because... You <laughs> so can, it feels like a really long, <laughs> long time. <laughs> it feels <laughs> like... Oh, it feels <laughs> way Listen, longer, man. Well,
2: every show that we do, he adds a few years. So.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's wisdom. <laughs> but, wisdom, man. But
2: I have to say, it was a lot at first sight. It's like when you see the movie that people are <laughs> adding to each other in slow motion. <laughs> da-dum, da-dum. Or something like
3: yeah, that. Yeah, and I still but had a lo- lot... Like,
2: at first, we passed...
3: <laughs>
4: and then I saw his behind, and I was god, sold. He was <laughs> that was it.
2: No, it was and you, you saw know. my braid going up and down.
3: <laughs> oh my
4: god, the braid!
3: Was <laughs> <laughs> I was bad.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry,
4: but uh, the funny thing, you cannot meet. Two people that are more different than the two of us. It's black and white. You saw us on stage. I talk and talk and talk. I'm very outgoing, and but but it's really when we walk out of the shop. He goes to the left. I go to the right. It's it's, and it took us about the same amount of time to really be able to have a shop together because there has been a lot of love. There's been a lot of hate as well. We Uh have been fighting our asses off. To it's get a to the bit stage. like
2: you and your wife.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Only this time, everything's lean fault. <laughs> and if I'm really honest, oh it's all my fault.
3: <laughs> we are the same.
1: <laughs> oh my God, that's crazy. <laughs> so, the, or- the original salon that you were in, that was, that was a salon, not a
2: barbershop? No. Well, no. we started as barbers. Uh-huh. Yeah, we, we made like a journey. We started as barbers, but in that time, you couldn't just make money by, and I always make the mistake by doing men. So yeah, I'm not right. gonna make
4: that. One. <laughs> I made yeah. a lot cutting. of money doing men. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Even as a my little pony. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, <laughs> There's a so, whole culture. You, you really couldn't you couldn't make money by just cutting men's hair. Mm-hmm. So you had to learn to do the women's hair because that's where the money was.
4: And the Netherlands are a little bit weird also because our educational uh, system is completely different than it is in America. So, uh, first of all, I mean, I got into, but my story is a little bit there. Well, it's, it's close by, but I got into barbering just because of skateboarding and a little bit of punk rock music and just doing haircuts on your friends. And I screwed up a lot of haircuts, but it is definitely what got me interested and i just wanted to do men's hair but it's it's right we we don't even have barber school and beauty school with us it's all pff, crammed into each other they kind of teach you a little bit of this a little bit of that and they throw you into the big bad world and you're gonna end up there were no barbershops left and there is a little piece of history uh it's basically because of the war because uh the netherlands were hit pretty bad in the second world war which were of course the 40s uh, 40, 40 um, yeah, and, spe- and, a, and especially our town, um, it was bombed completely. We had a very, very bad uh, hunger winter. So when the war was won, when the war was over, but um, the thing that happened was the Netherlands and, and a big part of uh, a Europe, they wanted to rebuild um, the country, right? So what happened was, they did not only want to rebuild, they want to renew. This is when when, when rock and roll, the hippie movement, Stones, Beatles. So this was already a big kick uh, in the balls of the barbering community in America. But it was way worse in um, Europe because everybody was working with fashion and all of a sudden the hair became longer. So right. and, and and a lot of people were out of jobs and everything. So they started building salons way more than it was in the rest of the world. So when I was about that age and when I started to learn um, to cut hair, barbering and, and uh, shops for uh, a men's hair were gone. Nothing. It, it, nothing, you, you, had, you still had salons with a corner that was only for the men, but barbering right. culture, dead completely that so we didn't even know so when you started working for a salon you were pretty much forced to do both men's and women's hair there was no specialty in the netherlands everybody was all round back in those days so
1: so what happened like how did you kind of see the culture change or how did you feel that or how did you guys kind of go like now's the time or, or how did that evolve
4: that is it that well, the weird thing is because you know and we've been telling the story again and again and again, but I guess we will be telling the same story again and again because this is exactly how it happened. We we got in well, we got into barbering because of our uh subcultures, right? Because when you're 14, you you are you are learning about music, you are learning about the men you're becoming, and then we got um, into hairdressing. Now, I I got to tell you, I I I've always loved hairdressing. Uh-huh. But at a certain point, well Lane and me have been business partners before, uh, we used to be on stage, so we had a lot of experience. Uh but we did find out one thing. So we started as barbers here. Yeah, you cannot see it on a bot. Yeah. <laughs> a podcast A <laughs> That's Dutch. <Bot-ca-> I know. <laughs> <laughs> the Not- <laughs> <laughs> So we started. So we took this really long journey owning shops, being on stage, learning about education, blah, 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 blah. And we actually were pretty much at a crossroad in our lives. I mean, I was completely done with everything. I was doing haircuts. In the squat where I was living at that time, huge, huge building. It was awesome. I had um, a skateboard ramp on the second floor. And I had a little, well, not barber shop, but mm-hmm. I had two old barber chairs on the first floor. And what happened was I was doing haircuts there. And it was kind of a speakeasy, you know. People had to know about it. And yeah, right. what we found out is that there was a certain atmosphere there. And... You know, we always had a lot of friends that were in uh, a rockabilly bands, blah, blah, and the pompadour haircuts, those class those have always, it's, it's always been kind of our thing, you know, and we had people travel from all over the Netherlands to get their pompadours, because that was literally a lost art. A lot of people did not... You know, when you would walk into a salon in the Netherlands, you would ask for a pompadour. They would be like, oh, oh, what? it would? It would? It would, right? Because it was lost, so you had to come with a photo of Elvis. But you would not get a pompadour. You would get something like... But because we were into that music and we grew up with those haircuts, all of a sudden, I was in the squat only doing the haircuts that I liked. And Lane still had his shops. But he was, well, not happy. I was in my squat not doing the most uh, healthy lifestyle at that <laughs> point and drinking a lot of coffee yes. <laughs> <A> <laughs> lot of co- I I did not sleep a lot back in day. <laughs> well the thing is that that little place all of a sudden clients came earlier and they didn't leave it became some some sort of there was such a crazy atmosphere there and we learned a lot about the psychology of the barbershop, not just being a place to get your hair cut, but especially to, well, you know, a little uh, a sanctuary in a world gone crazy. Kind of like a, like a community center almost. Almost like a community center. And there's actually been a lot of research. They call it the third place in um, the in society and society has changed so much because people travel further for their work because back in the days there were before cars or when everybody had a car it was your community and the barbershop was a spider in the web Mm -hmm. you know if you wanted to know about the latest uh a gossip or the best uh a restaurant when you rode into town it was a very important place just like um gas stations right it, w- it were places where you meet this has all changed these kind of places have gone because we don't need social spots anymore because everybody find their social connection on the internet <laughs> right. yeah yeah but you know it changed life for the good and the bad we were talking about this a little bit earlier but we that place became so special but, you know, I was living in a squat, not paying rent. I wasn't paying taxes. And at a certain point, there were coming so many people by, I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to get in trouble, right? <laughs> you know? But the thing was, and we found out, again, about the psychology of the client, Lane would come by every day, around five-ish, because his shop was on the other side of the street. And right. he would always bring beers. So these guys <laughs> Friendship learned beer. Yeah, so these guys learned, like, oh, man, uh, his friend brings beer. If I bring beer, I'm <laughs> going to be the cool guy. Because that's how, how guys... So all of a sudden, I was not paying rent, not paying tax, and I had free beer. I don't even know why I opened that fucking <laughs> shop. <laughs> but, uh, but there was something, there was something really special going on there, right? Because people, it was hard to get in. You had to have a friend that knew me... Because I was being careful because of taxes and stuff. So I was like, okay, so who is your friend? Blah, blah. Okay, next time, come with your friend, right? And, and so it became... So and, it truly was like a speakeasy, right? I yeah, mean, it truly it was, like... yeah, because it was, it, it was not legal, right? I was right. not registered as a barber or whatever. And Lane and me, we are still entrepreneurs. So at a certain point, we were pretty much like, okay, how can we catch this feeling? And then we became talking about the old school barbershop, then we looked at America, and we stole every idea we ever got <laughs> from you guys. <laughs> but we are here, and you're not in wrong. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, um, no, basically, we. I mean, I am definitely uh, more of the research guy. Lane is definitely the guy who takes action, right? I'll be behind the Internet. If I want to know something about something, I want to know everything, right. right? But then with his financial drive and his uh, ability to actually... Get things done because I'm not like that at all. I don't do shit.
3: Right? I am lazy, but
4: I'm not. You know, I like to do a lot of haircuts, but I'm lazy. I'm not like. <laughs> Thank, God. Thank God you don't see this.
1: A- aim it that way. But um,
3: <laughs> it'll make your hair
4: grow, man. It's <laughs> Squirrelly's fault. I'll, I'll go for Tony then. <laughs> You'll never reach a little, a little fertilizer on the roots. Um, some pro. Well, we were literally like, "How can we catch this feeling?" So we did a lot of research. We looked at barbershops in America because the American barbershop for us has always been an institution, right? But at a certain point we found uh, this hundred and twenty-year-old uh, a back bar that was handmade by a craftsman, by a carpenter. And this is where the roots of that craftsmanship came from as well. And then the plan really got rolling. It took us about another year and a half, almost two years, because at a certain point we wanted to have it absolutely perfect. And we and we went nuts on things, you know, because even with the light uh, uh, sockets, they had to be a bakelite, right? Now, try to find 20 bakelite light sockets that are the same. <laughs> all these little things, but the love that went into that little shop, uh-huh. we...
2: Try we, to find speakers that can fit in the 1920s. They weren't around, so... <laughs> wow.
4: They, they were literally, oh so... Plus, we spent <laughs> all the money that we, we literally spent every last penny on that shop. And you got to imagine... That this shop, I I used to do the women's hair. I was pretty good at women's. hair I had a lot of clients that I kind of tried to get away from. But you know, there was literally out of a hundred people, ninety nine people, friends, family, loved ones that that we told we're going to open a shop, which basically is called assholes, <laughs> um, and it's going to be no. Amazing.
2: So that's Corey's fault. <laughs>
4: Uh, it's going to be a men-only barbershop without appointments, which in 2011 was something nobody could ever think of. We're going to play the music we like because we are going to build the shop that we would want to go to. And I will get back to that. As you can tell, I have long answers. But yeah. um, the thing was, and we're only going to do four haircuts. Everybody told us that is the worst idea. We have... we. <laughs> we have ever heard and and when you hear it like that i can imagine but we believe it we completely believe in it and in a certain way we we were actually like if nobody shows up fuck it we tried but we're going to build a shop around our personalities now and and when we did this we had no idea what was going to happen right all because right, we spend down, all the money
1: so, no so, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm slowing him down he's answered one question <laughs> so oh, that's not even the answer he's getting <laughs> to the answer to that question. was the
4: intro of the answer
0: well you got interrupted whose fault is it Corey Corey I don't even remember the
4: question ne- ne-
0: <laughs> never your fault Tony
2: never ever
4: never, never ever ever we love ever. you Tony <laughs> uh, you know you
2: know what it also is because it was always meant uh, it was always our plan but it uh, to open a barbershop but when we would be like sixty five or something like that to end your life to, to the last few years. But because we were, we were both fed up with what we were doing, we had something like we're gonna do it now. Why not now? Right, so like what's we'll, what's we'll, we'll holding you back, right? That's my really short answer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so so when you guys find and I is this the same building that's in the uh, the, the famous YouTube videos and stuff? Is that the yeah, it was the,
4: yeah, we started in yeah. a very small shop, a was a in a very uh, shop, was a was We were living pretty we wanted to the barbershop, again, a the We were a web close of the the We shop everybody. We the spider in the web of the community. We of everybody. We knew we know the people that work in the. Um, the office of the attorney next door but we also know the people that walk on the streets and ask for a euro every morning that is very very important you want to know what's going on in your neighborhood so we right. needed the shop in that neighborhood for us that is essential we do not believe you can franchise a barbershop but that's a whole other story um, <laughs> <clears throat> the thing was we finally found because a 1920s barbershop in, sh- in a city that was bombed by the Germans
2: So only, only new buildings <clears throat> Only new build. There right. was
4: there, there was just some old buildings left. So we finally mm-hmm. found a beautiful little shop with all the windows and High
2: ceilings. Blah blah blah.
4: It was beautiful, and we were like, how "This long, is How it. long
2: did it take you to find that? Long. Long time. No, even not that long. But we were looking. But I think it took us maybe six months because uh, um, because of my other shops. I was on lists for buildings. Right, and right I right, would right. get like a lot of uh, buildings Come check in. This out, right? And this was just random. They contacted me and I'm like, okay, wow. I was there and we rented it the same day.
4: You, it knew, was, you knew. It was perfect. But the thing was, since Lane is the financial guy, I'm I'm this guy. Like, oh, I want it, I wanted, I wanted. it, I want it. It was expensive. But it was so expensive. And then I was the guy that goes like, no, the, uh, the haircuts have to be... Cheaper than the salon. It's a barbershop. Blah blah. And then he was like, "Rob, do you realize how many people you have to cut every day just to pay the f- just to pay the rent?" He and I was like, "He wants
2: to give people money when <laughs> <comes laughs> they. So. I really like to cut hair.
4: Yeah, but." You know, and I was like, yeah, I'll work from 10 till 12 every day. I don't care. I need it. I need the it. I want it. I want it. Yeah, yeah, but
2: that was my mistake because he wanted to work those hours, but I wasn't aware that he would do two haircuts in those hours. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: he brought in thirty dollars that day.
4: <laughs> what a dick! I know you can see his face, but even his face is like a dick. <laughs> <laughs> dick. <laughs> What's up, V? Hey, shut up, dick face. <laughs> <laughs> With your dick breath. It's all Corey's fault. <laughs> <choice. laughs> That's not Corey's
3: fault.
1: You can blame your parents for that. What is dick breath? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, it's gonna be cut, cut, beep, beep, cut, but <laughs> you cannot cut this quote. <laughs>
1: I have the control of edit.
4: Oh shit.
1: So you get in and, 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 and Rob doesn't want to do many haircuts. So uh no he wants to, but he can't
4: <laughs> I can't. Just I, you know impossible. what I for me doing a haircut that is like that is like the high I, I don't even want to go there, but that's religion for me you know what if I did a haircut and it looks good I find it hard to make the client leave the shop I want to chop it with his head (laughs) and I want to nail it to the wall that haircut (laughs) is mine bitch you ain't taking it home (laughs) it looks good no but really I I get lost man doing these shows on stage making a haircut in that amount of time and talk I talk quite a lot and I cannot finish it perfectly I hate that it's got to be absolutely perfect but that is my OCD going on. I can't help myself. But he's right. I literally do like, yeah, well, one haircut an hour, if on a good day. On a really good day. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't care. I deserve the right to do that. When I started, I had to do five haircuts an hour. Yeah? My wow. boss forced me to do five. Whew. And I learned a lot. Yeah? No, I learned a lot. Women and men. Yeah? Long hair, layers, everything. 20 minutes. Next. That's how I started. Is that and blow that... dry too? No, 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 no. That was just like wet cut, <laughs> go. You know, and then. So
2: 20 minutes times five. That's 100 minutes. That's not an hour. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's a little over an hour and a half. <laughs> 12 minute haircut. <laughs> Come on. You are the math guy. We, yeah, all, we all realize that. <laughs> Do you have to be a dick again? God What's damn. What's up, feet? <laughs> <laughs> No, but that's that's how I st- and and you know, but then I changed because that was just my first job. I needed the job, blah blah blah. But then I got to another shop, and slowly, and especially with women's hair, bobs and blah blah. And, and then I discovered about Fidel Sassoon, and 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 then it really, you know, I got really into it. And and if I see a perfect haircut women's hair men's hair i don't know man i know how hard it is so i appreciate it and i just cannot stop before it's perfect to my wishes i just can not do it and it's weird because he does a haircut that's twice as good in about one fifth of the time stop (laughs) but i don't care man you're a perfectionist yeah i don't care it's got to be exactly as it is in my head you know and i don't care if it's because everybody in our shop, um, a haircut is uh, thirty-five euros or thirty-six. I don't know. Everybody doesn't matter if you got thirty years experience or a year. You know, I don't even think you. Get, I mean, I find that I find it super hard to put a price on a haircut. Right? But you guys,
0: I mean, so you open up the shop and then you had a line down the street.
4: Yeah, it was it was horrible.
2: We didn't even think about clients when we opened the shop. We just opened the shop that we would like to go to. So when we opened the shop, the day that we opened, we realized, oh man, we have to cut clients <laughs> as well. <laughs> that, that was not the plan.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we just cut <laughs> each other's hair. Something something
4: out. really weird happened because people were actually talking to each other again. And we were doing a damn fine haircut. I can tell you that. Because you know it's not bragging when it's the truth. If you if you see if you see the, um, uh, the quality of men's hair right now and you compare it to eight years ago, it 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 has te- it's tenfold better than it was back then because Absolutely. we saw men's hair, we saw it as a lot of hairdressers see women's hair, right? We saw it the Fidel a way because it we look at the natural fall and we try to give everybody a custom-made haircut. But seven eight years ago when we started, people were like, ah, oh, when a guy walked in, that meant an extra uh, a cigarette, right? right. Quickie. Uh, yeah yeah the guard whoo, 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 gone next but we were throwing out these haircuts and 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 we literally and I'm just talking about our town. I'm not gonna say blah blah blah, but we we definitely changed the look in our town. and all of a sudden people were talking about that. and then there was the music and the free beer and you know, uh, the playboy uh, uh, cutouts in the in the toilet. it was just like, but the most important thing is we love that shop so much. Every nail in that wall, we hammered in ourselves. So you walked into the shop. You had these two guys that were, that were living in the ultimate men cave, built the way we wanted it. Right? So you felt that. And then that energy got into the clients somehow. So they felt it. They were bringing friends. And all of a sudden, and I know it's hard to believe, but it's true. We had a, waiting times for a haircut were eight hours every day. And, wow. and and then we needed people, which, which became wow. big problem. So there problem. Were four
2: clients.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> so <what> so <laughs> I hope everybody realizes how big a dick Lane really is.
0: <laughs>
4: those fall. were four really, really, really good haircuts, though.
1: <laughs> so when you guys first opened your door, how did, did, did you have other barbers that were there? No. Just,
4: just the two of you. There them? were no barbers in the Netherlands. There were hairdressers. So you've created that whole culture. Yeah. it's Again, I know you guys, we were jealous because even when you would cross the canal and we went to Ireland to get inspired in England, there were still barbershops. Uh, The culture of the barbershops Mm -hmm. was there. But if you look at the Netherlands, it was pretty much Scandinavia, no barbershops left. Germany, no barbershops left. And then when you got to the south... The south of France, that's where it's slowly starting again. Mm-hmm. Spain, Portugal, there were a lot, right? It was just, it was influenced by the war. There, but the Netherlands, you know, there was, there, there, was, there was as good as nothing. I mean, there were a lot of old men hairdressers, right? right? But for us, that's always been a difference, you sure. know? I mean, you got your barber and you got the barber shop. And then you got people who cut men's hair. It's all different. I'm not uh, putting anything down, don't get me wrong. Because, but for us, when we opened that shop, we said, no bullshit, haircuts and shaves. And that's all you're gonna get, right? Not even, uh, because nowadays, you know, there's so much happening in salons and there's facials and there is hand stuff or nails or, Right. right? People get lost. We were like, we cut away all the bullshit haircuts and shave and if it's not on the poster we don't do it but for guys that was the ultimate thing because let's be honest we are not the brightest lights in the chandelier <laughs> right well, and, a lot, that? and a lot of guys I'm talking seven years because if you really look at how much it changed and how much effort guys put in their hair nowadays it changed they didn't give a flying fuckadoodle seven years ago they would either go to a very expensive salon to get like a spiky hair with with bleaching Or they paid five euros for a three all over, which is both fine, but that meant that that whole part in the middle, the average Joe, were lost. They were going with a friend or with their girlfriend, and they were talking to, like, uh, yeah, I don't know, uh, short on the sides, longer on top, because they didn't know. And all of a sudden, there was this little shop just for guys and there were two posters on the wall and it would be like oh I kind of like that can I have that dude you can have that but better man we'll make it especially for you a little longer there, a little it was it worked because it was so simple and that's what the barbershop is it's simple all the shit's cut away right come in man how you doing want a beverage sit down what can I do for you
1: that's awesome that's
4: exactly what people needed. and again talking about (laughs) the Netherlands
0: Netherlands you have people from all over Europe in that line
4: oh yeah Absolutely, All they over came. The world, even. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, and we get people from America coming over and blah, blah, and they walk in and they think, because of the videos and shit, man, those are just really good lenses and really good lights. So, what would because happen? They,
0: if I, I said that, I said, that, I wanted that picture.
4: <laughs> we said, well, Tony, <laughs> let me fertilize it for you a second. <laughs>
2: I would say, well, Tony, (laughs) it's Corey's (laughs) fault.
1: You can't have that. It
4: is
0: is Corey's (laughs) fault. So, what, um, you knew this guy for 30 years. (laughs) Hey, dude, I've known him (laughs) for only 23.
3: (laughs) (laughs)
4: Touche. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's the only thing that's not your fault, Corey. No, that's Lane's fault.
3: <laughs> I don't have a beard either. <laughs>
1: that's awesome. So, how long before you guys um, hired your first person? Like, how long did that take, or how long did you know? Or
4: we point? knew we needed people within three months. But again. There were no barbers, and we needed an apprentice. And, okay, this is a quite a long answer. You want to, I'll try to... I'll, <laughs> I'll, <you laughs> the I'm going to
2: I'm going to take a little piss. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Dick. Yeah, really cool. So, no, I'll try to do the short version. Because the thing was, we had no barbers, right? In the Netherlands. It was hard. I mean, you had all-rounders, and we were definitely putting ads out there. But there were still a lot of people that were like, I am a barbershop, and... They didn't really want to work there or something. I don't know, but we definitely needed an apprentice because what we did not think about when we opened that shop, we wanted to do haircuts and stuff, but when you own a barbershop, you have to make sure there's coffee, clean towels, uh, (laughs) right?
3: Right? You have to give
4: the people a beverage. You have to change music, blah, 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 blah. You need an apprentice. So we put an ad on Facebook, blah, blah, and, well, some people reacted, but not the right people. So Lane and me did what we always do when we have to solve a problem. We went to a bar, got drunk. (laughs) Now, now in that bar, there was this guy, and we knew him from before, a skateboarding little street rat, right? And it was just one of those guys. You know him, right? Hustling. And he was walking there because he was working in that bar to take the empty glasses. But we saw that this guy was, people were putting money in his pocket, and he was giving like little envelopes to these people I don't know what he was doing but I knew one thing this guy is going to sell a lot of pomades right and this might sound funny but in a way this guy was like um, he was so interactive with everybody he had a joke for everybody he was just he was the clown in the circus right and that circus was a bar but we were running a circus too and we needed a clown like that so we were like you know what that's the guy That is the guy we need. He grew up on the street. I mean, he's a little foul-mouthed, and he's always trying to to do little scams and everything. So we took him apart. We said, look, you want to work at our place? And he was in a bad spot at that time, right? Doing drugs. He was in a bad spot. So we made it very clear. We said, look, you are there at 10. You leave at 6. Between those hours, you are sober. If you come too late, you're fired. But we will teach you... This job. And first he was like, Hair, I don't want to be a hairdresser. (laughs) I said, No, 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 no. You're going to be a barber. But think about this, right? Once you've mastered this, you can throw your clippers and your scissors in your backpack. You can travel the world and you will never, ever be without money or food or weed or a place to sleep. Because all you got to do is hang a sign on a tree for your haircuts for food. We'll cut for. And that, that, that that did the trick to that guy he was like hmm. shit and wow. that and that's craftsmanship and this guy started working for us and that was th- he's still working for us yeah. and it changed his life. That, yeah because he was a garbage man and he was just screwing up his life and we were like you he know was what
2: living behind somebody's couch not even on the
4: couch but
2: behind <laughs> the couch
4: he <laughs> didn't have a house or whatever but what we found out that this guy and especially with the clients that came in He knew about the interaction with other guys. That's a thing, you know, but he was charming. He was funny, right? And he was very willing to learn because we were like, you bring your models on Monday and Tuesday and we will teach you. And we hammered it in. And he became, first of all, he became a great barber. But it taught us that, you know what? If you want to have good barbers, you got to get kids from the street that know that know how the world works. So after that, we got a guy from prison (laughs) and we were literally, when he came out, standing in front of the prison with our car. He came out with two bags and we're like, hey, we heard about you because he was doing haircuts and we heard about you. You can work at our place if you don't fuck up. And he did not fuck up. One of the best barbers we ever had. Wow. Yeah, because That's he amazing. was happy with his job.
2: He didn't murder anybody at all.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: it was just for fireworks. So.
4: <laughs> Still a good story. Right. <laughs> no, but this, uh, no, but barbering is a very <laughs> barbering is a very social job, right? And right. Since, since the beginning of time, the barber knew about what was going on in the city, in the town, and not just at the peak of the town. He knew about the underground, he knew about the average Joe. For us, that has always been one of the most important things of that shop. And what we created in Rotterdam was a shop where everybody was welcome. We had Hells Angels walking in, all tough and shit, and, it ch- and they found out within five minutes it was not going to work there. If you were the mayor or 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 it, everybody was just, and within a couple of minutes everybody would be talking. nobody gave a fuck how much you made in a month or whatever for me that's always been the true spirit of the barbershop
0: that's that's awesome true bonding true true male bonding
4: right I mean yeah. no where are you from? Yeah and that is all because it's a place where where there is no competition right there is no competition everybody walks in for the same thing you want a haircut right and that's a trivial thing because when you go to the salon and you're there is this lady next to you who's getting her <laughs> hair done with all the foils and shit you're kind of lost right it, it and and we personally think that especially nowadays you know it it men and women are not the same it's good to have a place to be amongst thank the peers thank <laughs> god no exactly but yeah but there is a lot of talk about it right now right, right? so you got to watch your words and shit but it's not always good to watch your words because you know, sometimes you need a place. And back in the fifties, the hair salon and the barbershop were usually under the same roof with the hallway between it, usually owned by this by and the barber and the the, hair, the hairdresser, were usually a pair, right? And sometimes when you're in when you get in your haircut, you're not at your coolest. But when you get your hair done as a lady and you got all the rollers in your hair because you got a big date that night <laughs> and you're under the heater, especially back in those days, you were sweating and your makeup was coming. You do not want Prince Charming to walk in, <laughs> right? Some things, it, it, it right? worked It worked for us, right? Uh, yeah, and I, I remember a story
0: uh, you guys told on stage in D.C. You're like, you know, that's where that 12 or 13-year-old came in saw his first Playboy and, uh, and the... Uh, guy had his first
4: beer all at the same time you know what i mean it's it's yeah it, it, you know it was it was a magical place i mean i we get that the world is changing right so the shop is changing as well you gotta put you gotta put some difference in there but you know i think that when you walk into a barber shop Personally, I think the bond between father and son is a very important one. And with all the people working and all daycares and shit, you know, you miss time with your son. I always, I think I went with my father to the barbershop or hairdresser when I was really small. And it may only have happened a couple of times. It was very special for me. It was a moment with my dad. Right, It was back in the days when you could still smoke in the bars, And my dad would walk in. My dad was respected in that town because everybody knew him. He was a smart guy, had a really good job, blah, blah. And he came there every two or three weeks. So it was his, his first name. And I was the little boy there. I will never forget because when you walked in, there were other guys. You, you smelled cigarettes, tobacco. It was a certain smell. And fragrances and smells, those are where, where the memories you know you always when you smell something you get a memory it's the same with music right you will never forget the song when you first kissed your girl or whatever <laughs> blah blah right Fragrances is very important too and i think when you walked into that barber shop somehow memories just came back you know and it's important to have that when when you're that small and you're insecure and especially when you're growing up you gotta learn how to act amongst each other And the barbershop always used to be a very special place for that, right? Because normally, and I'm talking a long time ago, you know, if there was a kid, there was an unwritten rule that the kid would go first. Always. Till the day that you would stand up and an older guy would go like, ho, ho, it's my turn. And for that kid, it would be a turning moment in his life. He was not a little kid anymore. He was one of the men. Mm -hmm. Do not underestimate that stuff, right? It's, right. it's gone, but right. it's really important.
0: That's awesome. I never thought about that actually. So, how long did you guys have the shop before uh, this uh, hurricane uh, came about? This Rusal hurricane.
2: Well, we 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 started um, when we started the here. shop. Yeah, it's hot here. Oh. When we started the shop, right. we we there were also there were no like barbershop products available in the Netherlands, so we were ordering stuff from the U.S. from all kinds of little companies and stuff like that. Um, but sometimes these little companies didn't have stock for like six months. Wow! And if a guy <laughs> has a product that he likes, he doesn't want anything else, right? So we actually decided to make our own product. So we started in, in, in Belgium and in France. We had like a factory that had our specifics about what we wanted to make, like the products that we wanted to make. Uh, so we got mm-hmm. like testers every week and stuff like that. Uh, um, but they, they really couldn't make it like the way that we wanted it to. And in the exciting. meanwhile, we were making like uh, mm-hmm. a can, and we had the name of Rusel which was in, uh, invented <laughs> at the same the same evening that we uh, uh, that we came up with the name of Skorum. Um, <laughs> Rusel means lard.
4: Praise the Lord! Gonna get Praise a hallelujah, hog-a-lu-ya. Hog-a-lu-ya? hallelujah, hog-a-lu-ya. <laughs> Shangri-Lard, <laughs> live La Vida
1: larda. a hagi <laughs> hallelujah. That's so funny because that's like the worst marketing ever, yeah. but it just works, you know.
4: Dude, <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, people are getting so obsessed with like, oh, you got to do it like this, you got to. We just followed our heart, and you know what? I will tell you the best marketing trick in the world if it makes five people laugh you got a winner so when we sure, came right. out with a product everybody we showed it there was a pig on it and people were like you guys are crazy but back in the days the barber shop when we still we were we were still surgeons they used ointment animal ointment animal fat to close the wounds after the leaching and um, the, the bloodletting and well wounds got infected started uh Fester and become really dirty and shit. The barbershop was the dirtiest place in town. By the way. So um, but you know, it inspired us because they used to make it out of bear fat and everything. So we were like, man, that that there is a good story to it, you know, that's right. where it comes from. That's and we have that nineteen twenties barbershop. So it was and well actually when we came up with the name Schorum and Schorum is very hard to translate. It means scumbags, but it's it's worse. When I called my mom and I told her the name was going to be Schorum, she cried a little. She was like, "I don't want anybody to call my son Schorum. Mom, they've been doing that for years.
1: So, so what's the but, close, what's but, the closer translation? If it's not Schoram,
4: no, it's 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 really it's it's the lowest of the lowest. It's trash. It's 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 assholes. What you, yeah, but not like literal. It's not like, but uh, like the donut itself, but. Uh, it's it's, 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 always it's, fault. it's, it's <laughs> definitely school. it is the scum of the nation it is not how you want to end up in the newspapers but there's a little neck to it because uh, when in, in in Holland in the Netherlands when you say I shave him you say ik scher hem the past tense is ik schoor hem ik schoor hem so there is in it, it worked perfectly in the Netherlands. It became a problem when our shop got known <laughs> over the <laughs> bo- everybody's yeah, like scorem, shoram scrotum. <laughs> scrotum is one we hear a lot. That we actually love a lot. Maybe you're gonna do a t
2: shirt of that. But yeah.
4: but the thing was Everybody laughed of that name. Actually, when we went to the Chamber of Commerce, <laughs> Did they... Did you really they... ask that? He
2: <laughs> asked, do you like scrotums? <laughs> what? He said, it. You
4: I said like, it. I like my scrotum. Name. <laughs> scrotum. <laughs> the name. Funny. people People like to use... There are a lot of people that don't like us. Right, uh, because they well, you know, they think we're I don't even know, but they like <laughs> oh, I do, but they like to call us scrotum <laughs> and blah blah, I think they're insulting us, and we were just like, Haha, that, uh, that's, uh, that's that's smart, that's, that's awesome, funny. but you know, because this was really the thing, everybody told us in a shop, I mean, at the Chamber of Commerce, they literally had to call a lawyer if it was allowed to call your shop that because it is a bad word, it is really a bad word, <laughs> but the thing was. Everybody, t- Nobody, that's not going to work. Nobody's going to go there. Blah, 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 blah. So then when it <laughs> became a success, we're like, if a shop called Assholes can work, a product called Ruzel, Lart, might work too. <laughs> <laughs> right? And then I started to cook up cans of Ruzel in the kitchen. Good stories about that. Almost burned down the whole shop. There's a lot of uh, stories That's how it
2: really started. Started. Right. Then we, when, when, when you almost burned down our shop, we went to a factory. <laughs>
4: <laughs> we were so naive that we thought we could actually fill up 100 cans a week and sell them from under the. Did it's know. cool though. It's <laughs> DIY, man. Hey, it's punk right. rock. It's yeah. like, yeah, fuck yeah, we can do this. <laughs> so we don't. We don't need this or that. We can, you we can do. You know,
2: that are a lot of peeps.
4: <laughs> yeah, but you know. When, when you're um, a passionate about what you do, because Scorum was like, every penny was in there everything we got, we had to go to friends and family to ask for 50 bucks, because we needed blow dryers in the end, it was that bad but we did it ourselves, right, mm-hmm. and everything that you see, marketing, videos blah blah blah, we have never we have done it all ourselves, I mean we, we joined up with a partner in America for Rusal because we don't know how to make cans and blah 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 for sure, but everything that you see on there, the guillotine, or I mean, we lost a lot of clients because of the dirty humor that we got. I mean, we got a pink can, we did a photo with two in the pink, and blah blah blah, and it was funny as shit. But we lose clients through through that right, stuff. Right. But if it makes us laugh, we do it. We do it
3: because yeah, you that, must do it. You right. must
4: do it if you if 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 if, if because of. Uh, because of a company, or if you're only gonna, fo- I think that the strong part of Scorm in the beginning was like, we're not gonna look at what what the clients want. We're gonna look what we want. <laughs> it's our lives. Yeah. We want to be happy, and that was the big trick. So that's basically the line we still follow with Rusal. It is for it. It's made by barbers for gentlemen for barbers. Barbers trust it because it's made by barbers, mm-hmm. you know, and. Yeah, but you guys might have lost a lot
0: of clients but you guys de- developed a cult I mean there's a lot of guys that just love you guys I mean yeah. they just you know what I mean It's
4: that's because they don't really know us
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just thinking that and, <laughs> and yeah, people, right? you're, you. you're, you're <laughs> getting to know us you're like oh my god a bunch of dicks here oh, <laughs> he really I is agree. an
3: asshole
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, so, so on that you said score don't work so you had to go with Ruzel because that was going to work so so Lane, how did he? Get, how did uh, Rob get the name
4: Bertus? Oh, fuck off! <laughs> now I'm gone. Right. This really is your fault, Corey.
3: <laughs> I hate you, Corey. <laughs>
4: Well, Birdus means hung like a horse <laughs> and, and I just go. and I don't want everybody to know this but uh,
2: <laughs> and I did definitely not give him that name
4: <laughs> well, who gave him that name hung like a horse no, I would it, never give
2: him that name my little pony <laughs>
4: uh, that, 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 that would have been a way better name isn't it <laughs> hung like a pony <laughs> <laughs> hung like a hamster <laughs> a
2: vegetarian bloody
4: butcher uh, yeah, next to me I know I, I'm a vegetarian I make a product with the pig on it, and I. Well, we're well, not going to talk about birders. She's a vegetarian too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's your full story. It's, it's <laughs> <cold. laughs> <laughs> so we're not going to get the story. No, it's a stupid story.
2: It is a stupid story. It's not
4: even funny.
1: Everybody no. was cheering.
4: Really? Everybody was cheering. That dude was. Oh yeah. Is no. that yeah.
0: everybody? <laughs>
4: <laughs> it is. It is. It is. A, it, it's really not that funny. Okay. But but the funny story. part of it is. I hate that name. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. My That's name is Rob. the funny
2: part of it that, that I like.
4: <laughs> that is the funny part, but it sounded really good because well, I don't want to get too deep in it. Skorum is an, is an old Dutch name. It's, it's, it's a word that our grandparents would have used. and are not our names. His name is Leon. I'm Rob, Robert, Robert John, actually. But um, that didn't sound good for that shop. Mm-hmm. So it became Lane, which is a very old Dutch name, like Skorum and Bertus, because of Robbert. But we thought Rob, <laughs> Rob <laughs> maybe, Robert, maybe Robertus, bertus Maybe Le- twenty-five Le-Durt. people will know. But then all of a sudden, we were in this Dutch TV show <laughs> that was watched by a million and a half people, <laughs> and this <laughs> the guy that presents program. So Bertus, and I'm like. Damn, it is, this is it's not his life's
2: mission to get rid of that name, and all, and all of it's a sudden, my life's mission <laughs> to
4: keep to bird. let him keep that, yeah. name. to keep the legend alive, Birders. Or all, all of a sudden, I was walking through I town, think. you know, and people <laughs> go like Birders, and I was like, That's funny, It is a story. funny. <laughs> it is a <laughs> cow's name. This is how you would call
2: a cow. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I know. A female cow.
3: <laughs> that is, so, so that, is said that, that is not like no, no, cow. it's a bull's
4: name. It's a bull's name. A big bull, a muscly bull. <laughs> go fuck you guys. I wanna go. I wanna go to the booth. <laughs> oh my yeah, god,
1: that's the best. <laughs> so before you admitted that you were hung like a cow, um you talked about your uh, you're a cow is of-
4: always female, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> God damn, you got cows and steers, right? (laughs) (laughs) I'm lost. I don't don't want to talk about it That's the best.
1: So did you guys produce the, uh, the, two things. Did you guys produce the video that we've all seen on YouTube, one? And two, was that just when you guys went catastrophic?
4: Which 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 video are we talking about? The razor-faded uh, pompadour?
1: No, or? no. The one that I've seen was the one with the really cool music in the background, and um, you guys walking in, and all the guys in front of the uh, in front of the barbershop, and the huge line
0: out the door. Like ah, which, which one, one is, is that? that? I really don't. Have Here's so the best line video. from
1: it: They just know that they get a goddamn good haircut.
0: Yeah. That's uh. every day, right?
4: <laughs> <laughs> we produce so many videos.
2: Over, we, we, the last we, many yeah, years. we actually love
4: making videos. But I think I know which one this was. This was part is that of the, the first document. One? No, this what? is part of the documentary that was on the DVD. Yeah, yeah, that's that's on the DVD. That's one of ah, the extras on the edu- yeah, okay. educational DVD that we did. We actually make that with a with an American party.
2: Okay, yeah. the, and the, that the, later. Were, uh, was going to be our partner in Ruzel. Mm-hmm. yeah so it is
1: this partner it's yeah your yeah, yeah partner? absolutely oh okay yeah awesome 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 so how did that relationship come about <laughs> like how did they find you or how do you find them or well they
2: they found us they
4: did they find found us they did find okay I'm going to do the short version it is a pretty pretty good story I'm going to lunch yeah, I know. <laughs> we got an email uh, from a certain gentleman in America, a very known gentleman in uh, in the barbering business, maybe one of the biggest. Um, but we got it from his assistant. Now, I'm going to be honest. I had no idea who the guy was. So, And we got a lot of emails asking us to take... Photos in the shop. It's a very photogenetic shop. It right. is. The lighting is perfect. You got all the old stuff, and you got the guys in the jackets, blah blah. Okay, so this guy was really bothering us at a certain point because I got about a hundred thousand emails. <laughs> so my boss wants to take photos of the shop. And we're like, yeah, cool, man. He can come off. Then it was like, my photos wanted. To, uh, my boss wants to take photos of the clients. I was like, yeah, sure, man. If you ask him politely, I'm right. sure they. Okay, so my boss wants to take photos of these clients and and then when I well when we got a little bit of, well, I was taking care of those emails so I was getting really annoyed and was to him like is this, I don't know who this guy is but uh, he thinks whoa 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 that got worse <laughs> so at a certain point they were coming over and basically we told uh, the guy when he came like because <laughs> he came in and they rented a studio, and then that's when I flipped. I was like, dude, you cannot rent a studio. We are not a salon. We are not going to take our clients in. The magic is in here. So you take your photos in here. If you don't like it, you can bugger up back to Chicago. He was kind of shocked, but he did it anyway. And at that point, we Googled the guy, and we found out that it was pretty much the most famous barber in the whole wide world and one of the most <laughs> famous photographers in the whole wide world. Now, you can do the math, but... Um, So we were literally sitting behind the laptop. The guy was downstairs, and we were like, oh, shit, we just told the world's most famous barber to screw off back to Chicago. (laughs) But somehow, that was the beginning of A Beautiful Friendship because he really respected what we were doing because we were so about the hair and everything. And then we had a great dinner. We talked. He turned out to be a a friend of my hero, Fidel Sassoon. So I was just like... (laughs) I, I was not showing it you know I was being cool and everything but inside yeah. I was Prince no <laughs> no that that's one from Keon I just stole a, a joke Washington. from Keon Washington gotta uh, love the guy Keon <laughs> Washington all the love for that joke goes to you man well um and then after three months he called us and he was like well he called Lane and he was like I cannot get you guys out of my hand I want to be part of what you're doing and we were like yeah well that's not gonna happen We the barbershop is that that's ours that, that's and then he was like, you guys were talking about Ruzel and a product. I'm going to help you guys. And it was pretty amazing because going to America, he introduced us to his uh, marketing guy and blah, blah. And he was literally like, we're going to do what these guys want. But we came in with a can with a pig on it. And the guy <laughs> just went mental. He was like, you want me to sell a hair product with a pig on it? And we were like, dude, guys will, will get it. This is it. Trust me. Guys will get it because it's all about storytelling. There's got to be a story with the product. And the guy doesn't care what's in there, right? He loves the story behind it. And that's how he got started. So we were just very lucky to be in the right place at the right time doing the right thing. You know, because when you go to score him, you walk in, you go, oh, it's just a barbershop. Yes. But that is the whole thing about the barbershop. When you look at the beauty salon, (laughs) it is a place built around beauty. It's built around a product, which is absolutely fine. A barber, a traditional barbershop is built, barber shop around the barber. So I think the success of a barbershop is stay as close to who you are and you will get your kind of clients in there, right? Wow. And that's right. with the product, it's the same thing. If it feels good, you know, because we come up with, with thousands of ideas and people see us be successful with a lot of things, but mm-hmm. That's really not important because of the 100 things that we try, only one works, right? But you should not give up if, if the first thing doesn't work. We can make videos. We do like 20 videos and there's only going to be one that's going to be watched like, over. like a photo shoot, right? Yeah, but so you know, making and... making the video is so much fun. Make 20 videos Who can, because now everybody's about likes or success. No, we had success with some stuff because it was fun to make. But still, every T-shirt. Have you seen the T-shirt, the Anna Wynn tour? Man, <laughs> nobody liked that shirt, but we thought it was awesome. You know, because with the bo- it's it's a joke and it's funny for us. Well, you so think we- it's awesome because you have hair in that shirt, <laughs> right? <laughs> Corey is a dick. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but but you gotta. Touché. This is this is this is so important, right? If 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 you change. Because that is the hardest thing for us, every once in a while. Because you got to be one hundred percent behind your product, whether it's a haircut or art or photography video. You have to stay. You have to believe in it. If you're gonna do a video that's been watched eight million times, and then you think you got the formula, and you're gonna do the same thing over and over again, you're gonna get bored, man. So, and that's the same with Rusal. We just get together. And we think. And if it feels good, because we did a calendar, which was absolutely ridiculous, right? right. Uh, we, we, we were being uh, a pin-ups. It, it horrible. But we made that thing, and we laughed so hard that day. That was team building. And then we were <laughs> handing them out to people, and we were raising uh, uh, um, uh, money, money for yeah. cancer with it. you know. So we made just fools out of ourselves. But it was funny, because the year before, we had a beautiful pin-up. So all these guys that had that one, they were really excited when they got the envelope, <laughs> <laughs> and then they opened it and they saw half naked barbers from Scorum, and we were and everybody was like, "I'm not gonna." We thought that was hilarious. And
2: champagne glasses and stuff like that. See, yeah.
4: so if we had That's that, so if we had that laugh, it's good. It's worth it. Yeah, and that I really think that our product is based upon that, man, because we have so much fun making all this stupid shit. It's a blast. You know, and sometimes we come up with stuff and then, okay, so then we, 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 we we get red lights as well. They're like, guys, no, you can't do this. And we're like, oh, really? <laughs> but, you know, and it's okay. But It's okay. But you got to stick to your beliefs, right? right? With everything that you do.
0: And and then you'll be fine. So when you guys were upstairs on Googling the guy from downstairs, did you realize, or obviously you didn't, did you have any idea that your lives would change so much that you guys... Is it going to be traveling the world with Ruzel?
2: No. I think if you, if you calculate that, it won't happen.
0: Right. You just ride. Yeah. Just roll it's it.
2: Everything that we do is organically. It's not like thought out or stuff like that. Uh,
4: and, and plus, it comes, I mean, it came really fast. The first time we went on tour was to Canada. So we went there, and we had absolutely no idea. Well, you've guys seen the show. It's still, we have no idea what we're doing. I mean, it's chaos. It's not your typical hair show. But that's the thing that we wanted to do. We wanted to bring the barbershop to the stage. So we went to Canada, and we literally thought it was going to be like a gym (laughs) hall with uh, a couple of uh, folding chairs and us doing uh, a haircut on stage and blah, 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 blah. So when we got to Canada... First night, true story, and <laughs> we will never forget this. We, we drive up, and we pass a venue with a line outside. Nice girls, green hair, blah, blah. We literally say to the driver, wow, is there a band playing tonight? Can we, <laughs> so, so can we go there afterwards? And the guy looks at, and he was like, I'm pretty sure this is for you guys. So we were nervous as shit. We walked <laughs> in, we are like, what? We,
2: 400 Canadian women.
4: <laughs> drinking drunk
2: can no. you imagine that but but it that was, was like fun
4: yeah but then we see you're on facebook you are doing your clients at home you know giving them haircuts and stuff and you see that people like you from other con- but you, we had absolutely we did not realize even even a little bit that it was that big so that first tour we we thought this is only going to happen once. They're <laughs> going to find out we're frauds and, and that is all smoking, uh, uh, uh mirrors, you know? So we tried to drink ourselves to death on that tour. <laughs> and we then,
2: almost succeeded. And,
4: we, and then a month later, we had to go to Australia and we were like, okay, so this is weird, right? And now we cleaned up our act a little bit because otherwise we would literally die. But, you know, <laughs> it is super fun. And back in those days, there were there were not as many hair shows and expos and stuff and barbering was still really small so it was just it was just amazing and i mean this whole story about uh a success and blah blah it, it's all great but we would have done it anyway you know i mean that that should always be the most important reason and i think uh this is all really cool blah blah blah, blah. but there were two moments in that first canadian tour one of them was when we had stopped for gas uh, in some really small town, it was snowing, blah, blah, and we were in the car for a long time, so we were like, can we get a, uh, a cup of coffee? We got out, and there was this barbershop on the corner of the street, right? And we walked past, it's in the middle of nowhere in Canada, and our posters were on the wall. I still get goosebumps. Wow. When I, wow. Our posters were on the wall, and we and then we realized, because Lane was walking out, we did everything ourselves, so those posters, he had a custom-made backpack, it looked like absolute shit, because every day <laughs> he had to go to the post office, we did it by hand we did not have a center that would send him out no he would go there they hated him at the post office <laughs> with all those tubes
2: and i hated the posters oh yeah and
4: they went through the world but then you there was this that that was a one-man shop and our posts were there and we were just like and there was another moment that we were in canada and this old guy could, because it was super cool young barbers were inspired you know it's always great to hear but then the, this old guy walks up to us and he had a barbershop for 45 years and he comes up to, and he waited, and I saw he was waiting for a moment to talk. And so he comes up and he goes like, "Guys, um, that was the
2: second tour, right? That was." Not
4: the first I don't, tour. I don't, I think it was in Orlando or something. But this guy comes up to us, one of the, the most beautiful moments because then we really realized he was like, "I've had a barbershop for forty-five years, and the last thirty years I have been struggling to get clients in." He said, "And since you started your shop last year, I took my family on a holiday, thanks to you guys." So he starts crying. I start crying because I'm an emotional wreck. And then we realized, damn, barbering is coming back, and we're just a little part of it, right? Wow. And, that, and that, was a beautiful, that, that was beautiful because these kids, yeah, it's awesome. You know, when you inspire people. But that old guy that really came up like, man, I can't thank you enough. All of a sudden, my shop is cool, and he showed me a photo. He had a cool shop. Right right but then we realize but we did not realize we we're we're in the Netherlands we are wow. far 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 away right and so then impacting people on well yeah. yeah because yeah well you don't realize it we were just doing haircuts we were following our guts and that's what we tell everybody we have done nothing special we were just very lucky to do it in the right place at the right time and what was really smart and we didn't realize that too is that we only did those couple of haircuts because that might sound as the worst business plan in the world, <laughs> but if you only, if you give the people, it, everybody that walks into that shop know what they're gonna get. And when you only do four, you get pretty damn good at them, right? right. And right. to make your market that small, it, it's very easy to explain to people, no, this is what we do, right? Right. So again, we were lucky to, and we we still, we, we can't believe it. We're in the Netherlands. Nobody knows about the Netherlands. Everybody starts talking about Amsterdam and weed.
3: <laughs> so much Everybody
2: thinks that Amsterdam is a country,
4: <laughs> right? So we were just—I think we were just lucky, man—and um, and we worked our asses off. I, I do want to say that I mean that's because we, the secret, we right yeah, we loved that shop so much. We were like fourteen hours on the floor, and then we did Facebook, and then we did, you know, and uh, and that Facebook page just 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 blew up, especially with the, those first videos. The posters made it boom; they went viral but you know those posters were shot just in the basement man it was like we 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 had a we had a flashlight that didn't work you had to push the button 10 times before it finally went off so Yella, the guy who shot the video uh, the posters man we hated each other because i was standing on one leg trying to fix the hair that's where we made it but that's also that diy spirit you know because everybody was like oh these posters are cool well you know why they're cool Because they're real people with real haircuts. And we did not know how to use Photoshop back in those days. (laughs) (laughs) So there are little fuck-ups in the fades and everything. I think that's why people bought them. They were like, man, this shit is real." real. And a barber could actually, if a client went like... Sir, can I have that haircut? The barber <laughs> would go like, dude, you can get that, but way better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that is the magic. Real haircuts on real people. No perfect boys with brick jawlines and stuff, right? right. It were just clients. So love- if somebody got a cool flat top, we literally told him, can we take a photo? It's going to be on a poster. And then we we had, we had absolu- we made those posters for our shop so the <laughs> clients could go like this. Hey, I want that and one then here. smart guy here was like, hey, you know what? Let's sell them and yeah well that worked out they're, 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 they're around the world yeah. but that was not like oh let's make a poster and sell uh, thousands of them. no it was like let's make a poster to make it easier for the clients to explain what they want
1: so everything just seems to work out right yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah, blame the smart guy for that
4: <laughs> no, but you gotta you know what you gotta do shit because she can the most important. You, thing. you can open your shop and do your and and take care of your clients and close your shop and be the best barber in the world, the happiest barber. If you're happy with that, I envy you because your life is settled out and everything, you know. And if it makes you happy, that's the most important thing. You can take care of your uh, mm-hmm. family, you can take care of yourself. It's the most important thing. But if you got a certain creative drive. You got to get that shit out. And we right. literally have so much fun making all this stuff. And, man, there is a lot of stuff we made. Nobody want it. It's rotting away. But <laughs> it doesn't matter because we made it. We had fun right. making it. Yeah. It's about you too. Yeah. That's awesome. Awesome.
1: That's, that, 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 that was uh, pretty amazing.
2: Corey has oh, gone. He yeah. doesn't yeah. know what to say. There know. are the
4: right. words. Edit,
3: <laughs> edit, edit. <laughs> 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 the editor. Right. It's, call, it's, it's Corey's fault. fault.
1: <laughs> Always. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us. Um, oh, you have a question for... Her. Lane, don't, don't, <laughs> let's not let Rob answer that.
4: <laughs> okay, okay, I do, what, what's the button
2: again? <laughs> <laughs> Tony uh, has like question marks written all over yeah, him, I'm so like, he really to... does not know what to ask.
3: Uh,
0: I, I, back yeah, to you, I'm Corey. <laughs> uh,
1: back to me, it's Corey's fault, isn't it? Yeah. Hey, Lane. What's what, up, Corey? What's up, buddy? <laughs> nice to meet you. We finally get a word in. <laughs> hey, uh, what are you obsessed with? <laughs> at this moment
2: with the color blue I'm so obsessed with the color blue I love blue. the color blue <laughs> oh,
1: <man>. that's awesome <laughs> hey Rob
2: thanks man Wayne <laughs> yeah. thank you very much this was
4: this was really it was fun it was uh,
2: this was the first podcast that we ever did probably <laughs> the last because <laughs> we're never going <laughs> to get this it again. that's Corey's yeah. fault as well <laughs> it's probably,
4: well. probably like not going to <laughs> not little,
0: gonna be yeah. aired <laughs> there's a lot these are called Zookas. You can throw them at each other.
4: Uh, <laughs> oh, it's the thing for Around the Neck, right? Yeah, yeah it's a yeah, cool, those really are cool awesome. thing. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, man. They're really cool. cool.
1: We hope you uh, you get to use them. Um, awesome. It's a company that's been really good to us, and they uh, they gave us a bunch of gift packs to, uh, to hand out to the to, really to the guests cool. of our podcast. Yeah, Yeah, you um, showed
4: me uh, yesterday, yesterday how they work, yeah. and then those are amazing. They're pretty some, cool, right? right? Yeah. Oh, Mitch, thank you. You're uh, very,
1: very welcome. Um, make it official. Make it official? Let's yep. make it official. Rob and Lane, thank you very much for joining us on your day off.
4: Well, thank you for having us. We really really appreciate it.
2: We will Finally be... Sean Connery is in the house.
4: We will be back. I... <laughs> we'll be back.